everyone, it's Becca Pleer, and you're listening to We Like to Make Stuff, brought to you by WSUM, the podcast where I interview creative people of all kinds about their awesome work. Today we have guests Sydney Stark and Griffin Tong to talk about dance with us. But before we start, I want to remind you listeners that the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Hello, welcome. Thank you for being here, you guys. Thank you for having us. Glad to be here. Great. All right, so let's just get started with some introductions. I am Sydney Stark. I am from outside of Philadelphia, and I'm a student here at UW-Madison, and I am a dance major and a bio major on the pre-physical therapy track with a possible Pilates certificate. Wow. (laughs) Impressive. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm Griffin, and... I am also a student at UW-Madison. My intended major is material science and engineering. Oh, by the way, I'm from California. Ooh. See, now we got got both coasts (laughs) and the Midwest. We're representing, I would say, almost all of America right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we are talking about dance today, as I mentioned earlier. So let's just just get into that because I have some questions. So how did each of you first get into dance, get interested in it? Um, Well, I was a bit of a rambunctious child at home. I loved to dance around the house. And so my mom, when I was two, was like, we should put her in some dance classes. So she signed me up at the local YMCA. And that's where I started dance. Um, I was mostly in ballet classes. And then when I was five, my teacher recommended that I go to an actual studio. And then I've been at that same studio, Delaware Valley Dance Academy, ever since. All right, Griffin, how about you? Well, so... This was back in high school, and I I started, uh, I don't know, like four years ago, and it started with YouTube videos. Oh, so I'd nice. look look on YouTube. I'd say that that looks really cool, um, and I want to try that. Uh, and so I had a lot of experience in martial arts, and so martial arts, the style that I did wushu, um, it has a lot of the same rhythm and flow that you might also see in dance. Um, particularly, what was similar was in popping and so a lot of isolations were really natural for me um isolating certain parts of my body it seemed to have the same flow as in kung fu and so that kind of uh led me to take classes i joined a really small team of dancers and we kind of danced around every now and then we performed at like uh, senior homes every now and then and you'd have some of those public uh showcases as you could say and those are really fun. So that's how I got into dance. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, Griffin, you mentioned popping and things like that. So I want to know, each of you, what are your types of dance that you know and what are maybe your favorites or the ones that you have the most experience in? For me personally, um, I've pretty much done almost every style that I can like name off the top of my head. Um, ballet, contemporary, modern, jazz, tap, hip-hop, Irish step. Um, We've done it all. I mostly trained in ballet um, and here at UW is mostly a contemporary based program so I'm kind of transitioning over into contemporary and so that's pretty fun. Griffin? I started in contemporary but that was for like one year Um, but the rest of it was um, a lot of just learning hip-hop choreography and choreographing Uh, popping in isolations on my own time. But now I'm trying to become a more knowledgeable person about movement. And so I've 
I last semester I took ballroom dance as an elective. Um, this semester I'm taking contemporary and ballet. If there's one thing I know that I'm lacking, it's in fundamentals okay. um, of ballet. I'm trying to go back and to master things from the very beginning. Okay, so question <laughs> from a novice. So fundamentals of ballet, what is that? Or just what are like fundamentals? Is that the base of everything? Well, if you see on Sydney's water bottle, you'll have a sticker that says, dancers turn out better. Uh-huh. Oh. So, Sydney, what does turning out mean? So, turning out, like, external rotation from the top of your hips. So, um, you'd have, like, the basic foot positions, which would be, like, first position, second position, third, fourth, and fifth. So, ballet is all based in turnout, and then there's, like, basic steps, like a plie or a tendu that would probably fit into the fundamentals category. I mean, I, I know first and second position because I myself took ballet when I was probably like three or four for maybe Yay. two <laughs> months. I remember nothing. <laughs> the question, it's a big question, but why do you dance? Maybe there's something, is it for fitness? Is it for your enjoyment? Like, is there like a specific reason that you have? I dance because it is my passion. I honestly don't know what I would do in my life without dance. Um, it is my stress relief. It's where I go and I let all my emotions just out in my movement, leave it on the floor. Yeah, it's just kind of a way to get away from all the other overwhelming things going on in the world. And you're just in the moment and you fe- feel very free. That's how I like it. Yeah. I think for me, dance uh You'll often hear this a lot, but it's a language, I guess, for me. When I was in middle school, speech was very difficult for me. And so the easiest way for me to express myself was through dance. And we say that it's a language, but it's not as specific as, like, the words that we're speaking. Mm-hmm. It's ambiguous for a reason. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's kind of a meditative, I guess, practice and saying here is how I'm expressing myself it isn't I don't know what it means it's ambiguous but I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. you can have a lot it doesn't have to be that way either you can have dances to songs that have very explicit meanings or you can dance without music you're moving just based on the thoughts that are in your head and it doesn't need to align with any Mm-hmm. rhythm for it to be technically dance i 100 percent agree with that <laughs> you guys are both so well articulated it's wow i feel floored okay thank you <laughs> very oh cool my gosh all right so sort of switching gears but this was also brought up earlier by i think both of you competitions have you done them have you participated in them i am not a competition dancer i am um, a classically trained ballet dancer so we do like traditional ballets or even more modern, like contemporary style ballets um, that are more like storytelling. So what you would go if you went to see um, like a professional ballet company um, and they perform like the Nutcracker or Peter Pan or something like that, that is more what I do. I don't have much competition experience either. A lot of what I did was for fun. my, my high school was very rigorous academically, 
so I both felt that I didn't have much time, and I also didn't really have many connections in dance as I wanted to um, in order to, to travel and that kind of thing. But I did perform. I mean, for me, I guess the whole process would be, at least at my studio, what we would do, we'd have um, auditions for, like, casting, and then, you know, after a week or two, the cast list would come out, you'd get your role, um, and rehearsals would start. And so I, you know, I'd rehearse maybe, like, five to six days a week, three to four hours um, almost every day. So there'd be a lot of rehearsals leading up to the show. We'd have our theater week, like where we do text and dress rehearsal. And then that leads us to the performances. And I don't know, we just, just a very, we try to make it a very professional experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yes, yes. And I guess touching on that, is there an element of acting or, or facial expression or something Absolutely. like with that? Yes. Um, especially for storytelling, it's hard to get emotion across. Specifically, there's like in Swan Lake, there's this one movement that is supposed to like she taps her foot against her leg and it's supposed to represent her heart beating or her heart fluttering. But like to a non dancer that might not make sense or not might not come across well. So then Sometimes you just have acting with your face, or that's more of like the storytelling element. I remember one time in the ballet Capella, I had to like pretend to have a seizure on stage. Like it was oh my pretty gosh, funny. That's so like, there's definitely acting that goes into it, which I love personally. I think in hip hop, it's it's somewhat different. Okay. I would say in that it's a shared experience with you and the audience. So you're not necessarily putting on a play, but you use movements that people in the audience are also attuned to. So you'll see a lot of really popular um, trends in dance performances. So if you're aware of Fortnite, <laughs> yes. no matter how cheesy it can be, if someone incorporates that into a dance, you're either going to laugh or you're going to dance along with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, you have a lot of the audience support um, with what you do. Yeah, different styles have their different yeah. storytelling I, I, I can't really compare the, the two. Yeah. Because, right? mm-hmm. like, ballet is more like we're trying to create this other world on stage that you're, like, observing. Mm-hmm. But, like, hip-hop is more of, like, the connection between the audience and the dancers. And the way Dwayne put it was... Um, Who is Dwayne? Um, the hip-hop <laughs> teacher here at UW-Madison. Yeah. Great. Uh, what was the word that he used? It was um, a cipher. Yeah, so a cipher is where that you see in a lot of like um, hip-hop culture is where everyone like circles up and then one person goes in at a time and oh. they like show off their stuff. Oh, wait. It's yeah. like what That's you'd like see at like... the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I always just called it a mosh pit even though it's completely a different <laughs> culture and thing. So yeah, that's cool. like hip hop performances like that, except it's just on a stage. Okay. Um, yeah, it's more like sharing and expressing yourself and other people like are there to appreciate it and like yeah. cheer you on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'm glad we <laughs> have figured that out because that's something I didn't even know. So, all right. Choreography. Have you both done any choreographing of your own or have you had dances choreographed specifically for something you're a part of? 
what is that like have if you have choreographed a dance what is that like what's the process uh personally I don't I'm not I do not have much choreographic experience on others I like to choreograph on myself I mostly just do a bunch of improv and then I'm like oh like that movement was cool let me do that again and I like turn it into something um but it kind of depends the process depends on where I'm inspired from it could be like there's a song that I just really want to move to and I will start choreographing from that it could be oh there's like an everyday movement that I do that inspires me or an image or a poem or like something like that that I see or read and then I'm like I want to do something based off of that but I'm not in the choreographic scene yet but that is soon coming don't worry um yeah I mean I've had pieces choreographed on me um a lot of the students in the dance department um choreograph their own work and then we have concerts for showing those yeah yeah I I don't really have I don't have a lot of choreographic experience either um but what I will say is that my process is extremely flawed uh how so so imagine you're try you're improving to something, right? And you're like, oh, that looks that that feels and looks really good. Mm-hmm. And then you try to replicate it, and you're like, ah, oh, something seems off. And then you just get stuck at that one phrase you're trying to create, and feeling as though you're not satisfied enough to to keep it in in what you're trying to choreograph. But a lot of the best choreography that I've made are ones that I don't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. So do you ever write down your choreography or do you just keep it all up in the dome? How does Oh, I have to write it down or I won't remember. I have um, my choreography journal and I like write stuff down. Yeah, Fun. it's got to save that stuff for later. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't do that and I probably <laughs> should. Um, I don't really have names for the movements that I string together. Maybe maybe that would be interesting. Trying to figure out how to document dance, yeah. Other than just well, you could take a video of yourself while you're improving, mm-hmm. which would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Speaking from my limited personal experience, <laughs> I in my high school I was in show choir, Ooh. and. Some show choirs that are um, well funded and well supported by the communities they're in, and you know the school districts maybe they're in, uh, they have their own choreographers. Uh, that was not the case for my school, which is fine. <laughs> um, so us as students, it was often on us to choreograph our own, which I think was a valuable part of the experience because we had a hand in the work we were creating. We weren't just performing, but <laughs> we were very limited mm-hmm. in are things we could do because no one really had dance or choreography training. And so when we would write them down in our sheet music, we'd just be like, left turn all the way around, hip shimmy, like very informal. So I can imagine it would be difficult to, even if you did have the proper terminology in mind, that would be like difficult to do. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I think one thing that I've kind of repressed um, oh my gosh! Was <laughs> was when I was teaching. I was just teaching like some basic hip hop steps to um, kids at my summer camp, and so I they my my boss put me on this program called Dance Specialty or a Specialty, and 
I was supposed to be running dance specialty. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be making choreography for kids to dance to, and they would perform at on the Friday after the week, or that the week finished on. Yes. I have also had to choreograph for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, and yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, I will say that it is, is, it's really fun sometimes. Like when kids understand the movement and they have the motivation to learn it. Mm-hmm. Like w- one of the pieces that I was supposed to choreograph had, was supposed to have a theme called traveling through time. And so we'd choose songs from different eras. And at one point, um, we put on Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And so I took one of the, the pieces from Hamilton, and then I had the kids perform it. And it was really great because they really liked Hamilton. Wow. And they learned it. And it was a, it was, it was a pretty tough piece to learn for them. But they did it either way, and that, that felt pretty amazing. That's cool. cool. That's really cool. All right, switching gears yet again. Something that may be controversial as you guys are dancers, but dance TV shows and movies and the media pop culture surrounding dance is very specific and prevalent. So do you guys ever watch any of those dance shows or anything yes. like that? Okay. Not not quite as much as Sydney. <laughs> All right. So I have a lot to say on this. <laughs> accuracy. How how would you rate them in terms okay. of accuracy? It dep- it depends on the show. Um, if you're looking at Dance Moms, for example, yes. I would say that is not accurate at all. Um, the drama on that show is amplified way out of proportion. <laughs> um, and. They, like, film their group pieces at competitions twice to make sure that they show the best one. And they, like, created their own competitions because it's, like, better for their production to make it look better. There's that. If you want to talk, like, World of Dance, which is more like dance competition shows, um, like reality TV, then those are, like, okay, but then sometimes... The judges kind of emphasize things that aren't necessarily true. Yeah, yeah. Like there was one time, I don't know if it was last season or something, there was a girl that broke her foot or her toe and she danced on it. And then the judges were like, this is what dance is all about, which is not true. That's like unhealthy. (laughs) You shouldn't do that. Please, please get your toe fixed. (laughs) Yeah, like that's not what should happen. Like do dancers do that in the professional world? I'm sure, but they also have a paycheck to get, so... Oh, you know, there's that. Get that cash money. Have you ever seen Dance Academy? Yes. I I've seen that like how many, I don't know how I watched it What's through twice. Academy? It's an Australian ballet show. Ballet show. Yeah, and they go to a ballet school and it's like drama. It's like a teen drama, but they're in the space of a dance oh, school, no. <laughs> a dance academy, if you will. Yes. It's I don't know how accurate that is. I'm not a dancer, I've but I think as a as a show, I highly recommend it because yeah. I think very entertaining. It is an entertaining show. I think the drama is a little excessive, but in terms of like pressure from your fellow dancers or pressures from your teachers, um, there is a lot of that in the dance world, like competition with other people of trying to like get a certain role or. Something like that along those lines. Be cast in something. Um, but I don't know. I like to think of dance as more of like just a you a competition with yourself instead of with others. But it turns into a competition with others. 
And then teachers, there's obviously pressure from teachers because they want you to succeed, so they push you. Some of them push you too hard, but it's, again, they're just trying to help you succeed. That's how I see it. So, so the pressure can be real, but it's most often amplified, as is the yes. drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. That's what I assumed, because... If you've ever seen a show like Dance Moms, you feel it's not reality. Yeah. But mm-hmm. What sets you apart or makes you unique to other dancers? Take that as you will. I would like to say my passion um, and my artistry. I, Growing up as a ballerina, I never had the perfect ballet body with like super tall, long legs, wonky feet that are, you know, 180 degree turnout I never had any of that so I really worked on you know like my upper body and being expressive and adding like the artistry to it and so I pride myself in having that aspect and I think that sets me apart I'll be honest here so I think the thing that sets me apart is knowing and saying that I don't think I set myself apart from anybody else good answer okay i have a lot to learn uh and knowing that i have a lot to learn is hopefully the best starting point that i could have how wow, how snaps to that what, okay. what a political answer <laughs> <you could laughs> <be>. <laughs> all right i want to know in your opinion in your experience what is the best part about dance and what is something that is difficult or maybe even unpleasant in dance sometimes I have a love-hate relationship with dance <laughs> because um, I have a chronic injury that That's d- right. that will not go away. I have issues with my calves, and that is something that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. So most times that I'm dancing, I'm in a lot of pain. Um, so that is the most unpleasant and the worst part about it because all I want to do is just to do more jumps or to just to keep going and I have to stop myself because the it gets to be too much the pain so that is the worst part but the best part is that when you walk out on stage I don't know I love it when you walk out on stage all of your stress your anxiety your jitters just they go away they melt and I don't know I feel free that's what I love okay so so you don't have stage fright then you wouldn't label yourself okay no interesting I think the the worst part is not knowing whether it's going to become more than a hobby. My my other, the other hobby that I have that I know will never go away is rock climbing. Yes. And the two are so similar. When you get when you when you get good at climbing, it becomes extremely similar to dance. And um, that everything can be choreographed to a pace in which it's almost choreographed or the the way you move is in the same quality of that of dance and so i know that i'm never going to give up climbing but i also know that i'm never really going to give up expressing myself through movement because that's how i've that's how it's been since basically middle school um, it's just I've never realized it. And also knowing that school is tough and not knowing whether you're going to have time for things that you enjoy. But the best part about dance is just that, just being able to to move the way that you want to. 
one of my contemporary teachers, we had this whole conversation about movement, and he described it as movement is the most powerful thing in the universe. And I don't know, it just stuck with me because we were talking about how you can't really portray emotion without movement, even if it's just a facial expression or the way you hold your body, like that's still movement and using that as a way to express yourself and the things that are going on in your head, I find that is what I just love about dance. Yes. Cool. Okay. So this is kind of like my final few questions. What has been inspiring you lately? Or where do you see your dance going in the future in terms of dance? What is... Things that inspire me. I would say my friends right now and their passion for movement and wanting to create that with me has been inspiring me. And seeing all of the other choreographic works of my peers has been inspiring to me. Where I see myself going with dance, um, this is something that I don't want to stop ever. I will do it till the day I die. It would be a dream come true if I could be a professional. But I'm going more towards the being a physical therapist that specializes in dancers. So I get okay. to keep that aspect in my life. Um, but I would love to keep doing this forever. So I think, again, I said that my I, I need to work on my fundamentals. Oh, yes. That's in right. contemporary and in ballet. Um, and that will help me move in ways that I want to and the flexibility that I need to move how I want to. What I've been inspired by, there's been a lot of things that are inspiring lately. So we're in the studio, and you're, we're surrounded by amazing people who do amazing different things. And I guess my inspiration is just the hard work that people put into it. One of the things that I was struggling with was this idea of average. Everyone who's in the studio, I think feels this way that we're not good enough but we still keep doing what we're doing no matter if that's true or not or that we think that's true or not and so that's been the most inspiring idea for me how do you overcome that idea of average okay. what is average why does it exist who knows it's all a mystery yes inspiration what a philosophical <laughs> question to explore yes okay so this is my last like interview question what is your 2020 vision or manifestation doesn't have to be centered around dance whatever you want this year what what do you 2020 you, vision yes. i wear glasses all right <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what well surrounding dance one of my 2020 new year's resolutions was to improv more and to choreograph more and to like stick to it because I going off of like the average and trying to persevere past that I always get stuck with things that I create because I think that they're not cool enough or they're not good enough so then I kind of just throw the idea out but I guess it's just sticking with the art that I'm creating and trusting that it's it is good enough. So if you've ever listened to, or if you ever heard of CGP Grey, he is this guy on YouTube, um, and he's, he has some 
philosophical things to say every now and then. And one of the things that um, he mentioned was this idea of a New Year's theme rather oh. than a New Year's resolution. I like that. Okay. So you have a one guiding theme that that um, influences your individual actions. So like, let's say, oh, I really want to eat that cookie. And then you say, well, my New Year's theme was year of less. I don't really need to eat this. Oh, you make okay. that, that small decision and it says, no, you don't need to eat that cookie. And so you don't eat the cookie. Uh, so for my New Year's resolution, <laughs> New Year's theme, I still haven't decided. My priorities right now have recently been academics, uh, mainly because I'm taking 18 credits. Oh my gosh. So it's a full course load. <sighs> so it kind of sucks, but that's what I have to prioritize right now. Well, I want to thank you both for being here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming into the studio and recording with me today. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thanks, I'm Becca. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. So you listeners can come back next time for another episode of We Like to Make Stuff with me, your host, Becca Pleer. As always, we are brought to you by WSUM.